Welcome, beautiful soul. I'm Cindy James, and this is the Power of April podcast. Isn't it so wonderful that every month has a power that it wants to share with us? Isn't so, it's so wonderful that we can use our imaginations to anthropomorphize months so that we can have relationships with them and receive what they want to give us? And the month of April, I can tell you that just the name April, isn't it beautiful? Isn't it wonderful? This is being recorded on April 1st, traditionally known as April Fool's Day. And I am so motivated and have been motivated for a very long time to be a fool for love, to be a fool for health, to be a fool for harmony and happiness and prosperity plus. Why not? What a better way to live your life than not letting other people's standards of how they think you should act dictate what you go for, how you think, how you feel, how you be, how you do, or how you don't do. So April is coming especially in the energy starting the month of April, whether it's spring or fall, depending on what hemisphere you're in, in the energy of being a true fool, being a powerful, dignified fool for what you believe in. I believe that there is no other way that this world is going to transform unless I don't think I said that right. I think I was going to juxtapose that wrong. So let me start again. See, I was just being a little foolish. I believe that there is no other way for this world to transform than each and every one of us rising up into our foolish nature, our silly nature, our imagination nature, our youthful play and creativity nature, and combine it with the perspective and wisdom and ability of our adult selves in order to usher in a new way. This whole notion of shame This whole notion of guilt, this whole notion of being embarrassed or being made a fool of, all of those things that we have so amended our behavior in order to conform to, oh, I believe that they are the major obstacles to each and every one of us feeling free, each and every one of us feeling serenity, each and every one of us feeling powerful and being able to create and channel infinite supply, infinite energy into our lives so that not only do we feel good, but those people that we care about so much feel good and the places that we live feel good, including Mother Earth and then all of existence. Whatever feel good means, it certainly doesn't mean feeling pressured, feeling tight, feeling afraid to make a move out of step for fear that someone is going to reprimand you. I want to tell you the energy of reprimand, that's spiritual for, uh, I don't like it. (laughs) All of that is spiritual. You know, what I have learned so strongly that has so been a paradigm shift for me about what spiritual really means, spiritual means to be natural. So there may be some of us that are naturally extremely poised, extremely what I would have called prim and proper, but just know how to use a fork. Don't ever talk with their mouthful, all that kind of stuff. Eat slowly and with just so much meditative awareness of what they're putting in their mouth. And and certainly I would like to do that more and more. And there, that would be them being natural. 
But what I've come to know is me being natural is to be a crazy, wild, apeshit dreamer and to go for it. And it has made all the difference in my life. And my huge, huge longing is to inspire others to go for those big, bold changes, to be who they really are, and to inspire others to join them because it feels so good to have friends along the way and playmates and playmates that compliment us. It's not about being the same as someone else. That would be boring if everyone were the same. It's about having complementary energies and polarities, not like what we see in politics, but polarities meaning that we have enough of a difference that we can play and grow together on the planet that we cause enough of a, a change in perspective that we get to grow in ours until eventually when this great game of creation is done, and I don't know when that's going to be, certainly I don't think in my lifetime, but when it's done, we then reharmonize as part of the oneness from which we have sprung. So that's my beginning monologue for the power of April, and I wanted to share with you what I learned about April I think it's fascinating. I don't really know that I learned this in school. And if I did, I have forgotten it so well that I don't even have a glimmer of it. But April goes back way, way back. If you remember from the Power of February podcast, that January and February were not the uh, there were not months until uh, right before the turn of the BC, the before Christian era. And April was the second month of the year, not the first, March, or not the fourth, March was the first. April then, around 450 BCE, was rearranged into the fourth slot in the 12-month calendar year and was assigned 29 days. Later, it got more. April comes from the Latin word aprilis, I think that's how you pronounce it, A-P-R-I-L-I-S, and the meaning is not exactly clear. Some historians believe that it comes from the Latin word aperire, if I'm saying that right, to open, A-P-E-R-I-R-E, -E, or apricus, A-P-R-I-C-U-S, sunny, because April is seen as a month that is the month of the sun and growth in the northern hemisphere, although that belies the common phrase, April showers bring May flowers. But the name April, I just have to say, does connote very good things. Although, I mean, it's tax day for many of us um, in the U.S. continent, unless we get extensions. And so that is not such a great thing. And God bless all the accountants and financial people. I watch the mounting stress start around the end of the calendar year and mount on these poor folks. As a matter of fact, my own accountant, I will say to this lovely man, like, take care of your health. These squiggles on paper, these power agreements people call money that they're all balled up in and that they're spreading onto you, don't take their stress. Just be yourself. Take care of yourself. Know that there's more. Know that you have a family. And I, I find that a very beautiful thing to do. So any financial people in your life that are getting all bound up in the month of April, give them some love and give them some perspective on how much they matter and how much they don't have to take on what I call this this collective mass hysteria of lack that we have formed around this money system and then deplete our precious bodies, our precious immune systems, age ourselves, fight with one another. I mean, massive wars caused 
by this notion of lack and money. So let's just um, stop doing that now. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I feel how compliant you are. Another theory about the uh, meaning of Aprilis or April as we know it um, comes from the Greek and Roman mythology. And so there's Aphrodite, the goddess of love, also known as Venus in Roman mythology. I was such a big fan of Greek and Roman mythology when I was growing up. I was fascinated by the stories of the gods and these incredible figures that they were and how sometimes really cruel and mean they were to each other. I'm also a big fan of the Wonder Woman series. Well, well when it was on TV with Linda Carter back in the day and the movies as well. And just coming to understand that these stories, these mythologies, these archetypes, these characters, as Joseph Campbell would talk about in many of his books about the hero's journey, have such a relevance to how we feel and how we move in society, how we move and feel even in our own families, let alone in the bigger structures, and how we even organize ourselves in choosing how to think, how to feel, how to act, and when not to act. And so I think it's really wonderful to think that if there is this energy of the feminine goddess Aphrodite or Venus, the goddess of love, and as I started this out, like, let's be fools for love. How wonderful to have feminine divine energy, beauty, truth, purity, nurturing, powerful energy with us this month. We need it. I mean, when do we not need it? <laughs> wonderful people. But we really need it right now. God bless us humans. Isn't it something what we're doing to one another on the surface and how we can get so stuck in that good and bad and right and wrong and perpetrator and victim and yes and no and up and down and how real it all seems. And isn't it amazing right now that you in this moment and me in this moment have the opportunity, have the gift, have the blessing to drop into the deeper energies that actually created this whole game of the seeming other, of the seeming separateness from the oneness. And so I'm going to guide us right now as we move more into this podcast, into our breath. Breathing 360 degrees. I always take my hands in front of me like billows opening up, moving them in different directions around the center of my body and even up and down to help me know that my breath, although I want to bring it in through my nose when I'm not speaking, I want to know that I can bring it in with my imagination, which is the same exact creative power that made the heavens and the earth in every aspect of my body. Prana or life force energy rides on oxygen and actually is all around us. We can take it into our body with the oxygen, but we could also take it into our body with our consciousness, with our awareness, with our authority as an eternal being. And we can take it in through our feet and through our knees and through our thighs and our neck and our ears and our cheeks. And not only can we direct our breath 
to the places of our body that we would like revitalization or pain relief or anything that we really need. We can also call it directly from the atmosphere through into our bodies. It used to really make me nuts when I would, when I was beginning to learn about cultivating the breath decades and decades ago, when people would say, send your breath to your lower back or to your ankle or to whatever is hurting. And I would listen to it because I was very much a rule follower for most of my life. But I surely knew that the breath was only going to my lungs. Now, I could also extrapolate that then my lungs were taking the oxygen and sending it to the blood and through my heart and through those places and it would get there. But what is really meant from the energy, from the truth of what made our bodies is that we can, with our consciousness, direct that prana life force directly to where we need it. About 20 minutes before I began recording this podcast, I walked into um, a picture that I had taken off the wall and stubbed my toe, and boy, it hurt like a rat bastard motherfucker. And I had lovely things to say out loud, mostly in the, oh, shit. And of course, I knew right away I was then going immediately into the negative current. So I just took a deep breath, put my hand on my my toes. I called on right away what I know to be the highest vibrational energy through the pranic healing lineage, at least, which is luminescent white light with pale electrified violet on the tinges of it with sparks of gold and pink and started sweeping the injury off. I went right away and got some homeopathic remedy. There's something called tea relief that has arnica and other things in it. It's, it is energy medicine and it is powerful and my body and many bodies respond so well to it. I got some arnica gel, put it on my toes and then sat up with ice for a few minutes and then cultivating the power of the color white with very pale light blue, I just anesthetized it so it wouldn't hurt so much and it wouldn't be so swollen. And I want to tell you what might have been a broken toe or something really significant feels fine right now. Magic? Well, certainly. Crazy? Maybe. But as I like to always say, and I think this is what the world needs and what our healing and what the harmony and prosperity and vitality and health of everyone and everything, including our planet itself, hinges on our choice to be crazy happy, crazy powerful, crazy loving, crazy willing, rather than crazy miserable, crazy separate, crazy sick, um, or crazy real. I'm just being real. This is not real. Oh, people. I mean, I don't know if it was Copernicus or Galileo because I can't remember my history no so good right now. But one of them was jailed for the rest of his life for saying that the earth revolved around the sun and not the reverse. I think it was Galileo. Oh, well, one of those beautiful people. I, I'm sending them love wherever their soul is right now. Those brave souls. And there are brave souls on the planet right now that are taking a stand on the truth within that may have caused or will cause the end of their lives. Their lives. Wow. Wow. I honor them. And in this moment, since we're breathing, cultivating that breath, let's send some through the medium of the consciousness and the energy that connects soul to soul, send them such deep appreciation for their courage and bravery and willingness 
to do what perhaps we don't have the opportunity to do, perhaps what we're not ready to do, but yet still we know how much it matters. You know, that, 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 those kind of actions from people throughout history, like, of course, Joan of Arc or Martin Luther King, um, any kind of movement that brings something that has been so limited and tight and hurtful and really dishonest to truth. And what can happen when people do that? What can happen to them and their families? So motivates me in this time and space. I have the blessing to be an American woman and an American woman that has has some money, has some squiggles to be able to use and service to what I so deeply long to see in the world. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I can maybe not stand in front of a tank or march into a climate where there is going to be violence. But what I can do is use the skills that I have cultivated and been blessed with for a lifetime to be able to see how this game called existence, called earth, called humanity works from the ground level up, from the originating energy level. And to be able to take a stand, to be a fool for love, create something intentionally called a ridiculous-ish name, the Galactic Council of Women, All Genders Welcome, because I'm inspired to do so, because I think it's crazy great fun and meaningful, and then call myself the Empress of Infinite Supply and Radiant Love of that council, which is just an energetic council. It's not like we sit around and do anything, or yet. And then to be able to attract so many other amazing people from all walks of life and continents around this world, which has been my vision, all linking up energetically, willing to say that here, I am Cindy James of Pennsylvania, but I also come here to represent a great female figure in the truth that there is enough, not only enough, but more than enough supply for children to eat for us to be housed and whole and clothed and to be safe. And that I will also say that I stand in that feminine greatness to radiate the love of my soul and specifically the soul that comes through me in the feminine form, although I have many masculine attributes. And if I didn't have masculine attributes, I can tell you I wouldn't have been able to start this business if I didn't have that active and if I didn't have that active with unconditional love and willingness to be very strong, even though certainly there are people that think I'm knocking futz and even worse that might cut off from me because they think I'm crazy. And what I think about that, it does hurt when people that you care about say mean things to you about you. I say that sting of shame is a healthy sting Um, It hits the place in our ego where we still don't know that we're one with the infinite and we think we're separate and somehow our safety or security in this world is linked to how those that we're in relationship with, which of course includes everyone on the planet, how they feel about us, what they think about us. And then we have the opportunity to take some deep breaths to see the originating cause of why these other precious souls would act like that to us, would cut off. I used to always say to my children and any anyone really, is that happy people aren't mean. 
Happy people aren't tortured. Happy people don't judge with maliciousness or with some sort of um, omniscient arrogance that no human beings can have, I believe, except for those few perfect masters. What we can do is we can, of course, say what's real to us, what matters, and we don't have to be within in relationship with people when it's abusive or hurtful. Of course, I, everything I say about energy, I always have to have this caveat. Yes, there are things that will happen and continue to happen in this dualistic realm of humans and humans within societal structures and all that kind of stuff and familial structures and governmental structures and country structures until we learn how to restructure it so it's not so strife ridden. I don't advocate the changing of that, but what I advocate is seeing it from the deeper perspective. That's what your breath can give you. I love this quote is that, oh, what, how does it go? It is, it's about cultivating breathing space in the rat race of life. That just phrase, cultivating breathing space in the rat race of life so that we can live the life of the spirit so that we can live in this world and have our body and have our mind be servants to the truth of what we all really want, which, by the way, is to experience love within our own selves and in relationship with others and including the greater, and then have real joy in creating and collaborating and playing on this playground that the divine within and the divine without, I always say the divine, I don't know what the opposite is, but the divine all around, has created for us to play in. That's pretty much, maybe however we know God, Great Spirit, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, Allah, science, nature, love, goddess, universe, all of that, the, that, that God is the original fool for love. Wow, I'm loving that right now. How I know God, it, it, I, I have this um, site of a personal relationship with God. With, in my lineage, I come as a, from the religious training of Catholic and then becoming a Buddhist and now becoming what's called a Baba follower or a Baba lover, which is not a religion. It's just um, a way of terming oneself. I see the figure of Meher Baba dancing with such joy. Yes, God is the original fool for love. Here is a creation story. Here's one to posit for you to take what you like and leave the rest. Is that this latent all that is force that is God. If, if you've ever seen me tell this story, you would see me right now that my whole body would be undulating back and forth and my hands would be moving all around as if I'm in this endless weightless um, energy. And so this, this latent all that is God has what's called the original whim. And the original whim is to experience and know what this latent energy is. And the question that's asked in this story is, who am I? And that question of who am I from this latent, immense energy that our minds can't fathom comes a huge burst of now manifested energy and let there be light. And from this latent energy comes, you can call it the Big Bang, you can call it creation right away, earth right away, whatever works for you. And from this question, who am I? This infinite one energy separates itself into seeming bazillions and bazillions of parts. And the game then of this, it's the game of separating and then reuniting. Because at the end of this great game, 
the answer to that question is, I am God. I am that I am. And through the experience of creation, God being this infinite latent oneness gets to experience that oneness, which is love in relationship. So you and I are one coming from that same source. You and I in this moment, I am loving you. And can you love me right now? and suspend disbelief that I might not know who you are. I know who you are because I know who I am. I am a spark of all that is connected to each and every one and everything in existence by the bands of pure love. And although there's been some darkness or entanglements as part of the game, you and I, we just have different flavors that we're getting to play right now, but I am you. And that's why self-love is so gosh darn important, because to the extent that I don't love myself, which, oh, sweet Lord, I'm still working on, but to the extent that I don't know that for myself, I can't fully give it to you. But there is a part of me that's so purified, and there's a part of you that is so purified, which just means you have a clear channel to your soul, to your incarnated spirit, to your huge, immense heart. And that springs forth that radiates and it's radiating now. So take this moment again, just to remember your breath, letting it breathe in and out, breathing into the dignity of a human being who's willing to even listen to something like this, to be with me in this way to be with yourself in this way, in what's called the eternal now, the place that has no time, it's infinite space, and that holds the energy for this creation that we get to talk and listen and vibrate in. <sighs> I'm going to bring this podcast to a conclusion in the next few moments. And I want to do so by talking about some of the things that are traditionally celebrated in April, depending on the calendar, it can change. Um, some things can change based on the moons and the astrological charts, but Passover and Easter, classic, classic April. And I have had very few experiences of going to Passover seders, and I think they're fabulous. I have had and gone to so many Easter dinners. And oh boy, do I love Easter. I love growing up. I love going to my grandmother's house. And my grandmother would always have dandelion salad for dinner with that. And when my mom was young, my grandmother would have her and my Aunt Sharon, all three which have skedaddled to the other realm, um, go out into the fields near their house in Devon. They lived off of Lancaster Avenue in Devon and pick brand new dandelions where the the flowers had not budded yet. And the animals of our planet, the creatures know so well that when you eat those new buds off of bushes or the new, um, the buds of the dandelion or the leaves, there's something, one of the many things, and it is called rhizomes. And they are such detoxifiers of the system and especially the liver. 
And when you go through a winter and you have heavier items and heavier foods, the liver can get a bit stagnated. And this, these, these, these greens, these bitter greens cleanse not just the liver, but the whole system. And of course, the liver is in service to that. And oh my God, did I love a dandelion salad with olive oil and lemon juice or vinegar and salt and a little garlic powder. Oh my God, my mouth is watering now. I can't really find, you can find big dandelion leaves in the store these days, but it's so rare to find those baby dandelion at, at Easter time anymore. The farmer's markets near me used to have them in Stratford and, and I haven't been able to find them. So um. And I, I guess I, I could go out into fields and uh, maybe I shall someday or maybe I'll have my own dandelion garden. Another thing I loved about Easter was, of course, those memories of growing up with my grandmother. But when I was married to my ex-husband, my mother-in-law, who has since left the realm, I just associated her with Easter. Um, just her hug and the sweaters that she would wear and the hiding of the Easter eggs for all the grandchildren. My mother-in-law had 11 children and 22 grandchildren and Easter was such a wonderful time and I loved their desserts and um, there was different foods that they had at Easter that we had. We had leg of lamb and roasted potatoes and Easter bread and dandelion salad and probably asparagus. And there were other amazing foods that would come along with coconut desserts, which I didn't like at first and I really liked. But in this moment, what I remember so clearly is um, in their house where they used to live in Balkinwood, going on, in, on Easter, an Easter day, and seeing her in the pastels and the house decorated and getting a big hug from her. And Easter... And my grandmother would come to Easter sometimes there as well, especially in the later years, a lot of Easter's. And my mom would come as she was visiting. And But there was something about my mother-in-law on Easter. <laughs> she was in my dream a couple nights ago. She and um, my sister-in-law, who also passed. I like to say that if the people from my past marriage passed before we got divorced, I'm not going to call them ex. <laughs> I'm going to call them current but the the younger sister that passed and my mother-in-law came in a dream and it was it was really beautiful to see them and i hadn't seen the my other sister-in-law in a dream in many years i said i was going to complete in a minute but sometimes you know like the cartoon family circus we can go all over the place and especially in the tender moments so easter for me was also a time of being able to feel the natural rhythm of cleansing, um, cleansing from whatever heaviness the winter may have brought. And another thing that I love that's in April is um, it's Earth Day on April 22nd. First of all, I like that it's 22. I love all master numbers, as you know. Master numbers are the bomb. They help us feel our connection to the universe. And they also help us remember that numbers aren't a real thing. They could be anything. It could be lemon, lemon, half squiggle, half squiggle, sperm, sperm. We've just decided that numbers have some meaning and they cause all sorts of feelings now. But I love master numbers for many reasons. And Earth Day, I want to say that I've, I've gone to something called Visionary Summits run by the Shift Network and Stephen Dynan, who is a visionary extraordinaire. And he has brought together uh, many times leaders in all aspects of existence and climate being one of them. The technology, this science exists for the healing of our climate. It's just a matter of us understanding 
that the nature of our economic system and how we assign these squiggles is back asteroid and and um, can shift. And the Galactic Council Women All Genders Welcome, which is devoted to dissolving the delusion of lack and all the insidious pain it causes and giving us the free, joyful ability to live a happy, whole, prosperous, plus life for ourselves and everyone else. Oh, we are helping do that. We're helping to do that. In this moment, we are. <sighs> and then I just want to let you know that um, the month of April has two signs of the zodiac in it, and it's uh, Aries and Taurus, both very strong, just from, you know, Aries the, the ram and Taurus the bull. Whoosh. I gave birth to my third and fourth children. My third child is Taurus, although a May Taurus, and my last child is Aries. Uh, classic March Aries. Um, but still, that, those signs of the zodiac, which have a lot to do with forward movement. And I think the cleansing process of April, being a fool for love, cleansing out fear, which is the opposite of love, cleansing out the power that we give others to tell us whether we matter or not, and whether we're good or bad or smart or pretty or not, whatever that is. I, I used to say that we each have like our power baton. And what we do is we give it to someone else. We say, here, now you decide. You have my power. You decide how I feel about me. And then sometimes you take it back and sometimes you're holding it jointly. And I can tell you, I still I still exist in this modality with a way more consciousness than I've had before. And right now, let's just all take a deep breath in and take our baton back. Take our power, our ability, our capacity, our authority, our sovereignty to say that, and this might be blasphemy to you, but it's true, people, and it will help us. I am both a good and bad person. I am both magnificent and sometimes terrible and mediocre in between. That is the nature of the human being, that we have these attributes, positive and negative, to experience ourself in duality and to experience this game of being infinitely separate and then infinitely together again. But what we know to be true, that baton, that power takes back that I am eternally benevolent, that I come from a source of love that is more powerful than the force of the the way we judge good and bad. Because in the last analysis, good and bad and right and wrong are just value judgments, people. And I know you can prove it. And I know I've proved to a council of angels and a choir of bishops. I usually do that the other way, a council of bishops and a choir of angels, what's right and wrong. And I know we still have to have some of those standards in society. So we're supposedly not murdering each other in the streets and Lord of Flies, Lord of the Flies doesn't take over like that book said. But the healing of the absolute unnecessary suffering that comes with the diagnosis of good or bad or right or wrong or up or down or pretty or this or that ugly, all of that is going to be healed when we come to live from the energy that made it and infuse these attributes of humanity with our conscious awareness. It is said that the first energy that went from the who am I through all of the creation and the creation story and through the evolution of species and through the evolution of consciousness and the very first human being that came to that full God realization that I am God then takes the responsibility to come back age after age and give humanity a push. Isn't that wonderful? But it's such a loving push. Jesus would be said to be that. It would be the Christ figures as you know them. 
however you know them, not to compete, not to annihilate one another, but to complement and continual grow, continually grow. So here's some names, Krishna, Zoroaster, Ram, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, Abraham, Muhammad, and, and so many other of these enlightened beings on the planet. So let the month of April bring us into the energy, the dignity, the humility, the courage, and the bravery to be a delightful, silly, loving, free-spirited, naturally yourself fool for love without conditions, vibrant health, lasting happiness, sustainable, expansive prosperity for all, plus, plus, plus. Love and blessings, dear, wonderful, amazing, magnificent, foolish, in all the best ways ever possible person. If you enjoyed this episode, wonderful person, and you'd like to share the love, the power, and the possibilities, please post about it on social media and share it with your people. I'd really appreciate that. And to find out more about the Galactic Council of Women, all genders welcome, or how to join or work with me one-on-one, go to galacticcounciljoin.com.